Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Band, a podcast about bands you probably don't even like. We hope you don't know this one. With your hosts, Adam Todd Brown, Andy Sell, and Travis Clark. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to $3 Pod, y'all. A podcast about the life and history of the band Limp Biscuit. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm DJ Travis fucking Clark. I'm Andy. Hi. <laughs> Andy! Welcome back it's to the Andy. show! Oh, Andy. We're so excited to be talking about this band with you. We're also going to be eating biscuits, too, because I know you love your cobs. Don't jerk off on it last, Andy. You have to eat it. <coughs> <laughs> I love the idea of Andy's parents telling him not to jerk off on it last. <laughs> Andy, I do too. Just, okay, we need to have the talk. Don't jerk off on it last. <laughs> Your father did that once. That's how you were born, and the, Andy. The family Andy. never let him live it down. He can't show his face at family reunions. <laughs> Or on the Limp Biscuit cruise. He won't even eat country gravy anymore. He just (laughs) finds it too disturbing. Well, now I do too, kind of. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. thank you for that. You're welcome. Good thing there's no such thing as good biscuits and gravy in LA. I make really good biscuits and gravy. Well, shit. I will make it sometime. All right. It's amazing. We're talking about $3 Bill, y'all. The album that gave this podcast its name. Yeah. The, The debut album from Limp Biscuit. The album that, that changed, changed everything. everything. Wait, wait, hold on. Did it change something? There was things were one way. Things were away. Okay, I'm trying to understand this. Three dollar bill, y'all happened. It drops. Okay, so what you're saying it is, drops to the streets. What you're saying is that between things being one way, mm-hmm. and right, and things being a totally different way, right? right? Yep. There, between those two things, mm-hmm. there was three dollar bill. Three dollar right. bill, y'all. Okay, it is you. the defining right. moment of when everything. Became a different it, thing. I'm just changes to solve everything, X, you know? at least until significant other changes everything. Right again, change <laughs> changes the game. I think is yeah. how we would say it. I, if we were in Limp Bizkit, if we, were we in would Limp definitely Bizkit, yeah. say Limp. We would say it changed the game. We yeah. would talk about smoking dubs, but that's not till the next right. episode. That's true. Mm, shit. Okay. Yeah. But all right, I think I get it now. My first... smoking dubs and grabbing boobs with my bros. That's why I started a band. <laughs> Is that? Does he say that? I feel like he did <laughs> at some point. Yeah, maybe not on record, but for sure to another person, he uttered those words. My first question about three dollar bill, y'all, is why is it twenty five dollars at Walmart? What is that a special edition? Nope, it's not even like a reissue you, with like only, the demo version. Only four left. You're talking currently, not at the time of release. Right, at the time of release, even then, that would be too much. But currently, yeah. And when you compare it to some of the albums above it. Uh, Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction, $5. $5. Wow. What's funny about that is that the, easily the two best albums up there are the cheapest ones. Okay, hold on. Uh, now Let's, we're going to get yeah. in a Tool argument because there's two Tool yeah, there's albums two up tool there. two Tool records up there. So you're saying that Metallica's black – so for those who can't see, which would be everybody, what we're looking at are uh, – what is the first one? I don't even know what that is. It's Five Finger Death Punch Five and Finger, Justice, for Justice for None, for none okay, yeah, which is a great title. The Metallica, the black album – Vault greatest hits. Oh, Def Leppard. Def Leppard. Okay, I see. Hey okay, guys, what has nine arms and sucks? Def Leppard. Okay, go yeah. on. Uh, get the I drummer. Don't like that. The drummer. I don't, I don't like that yeah. joke. Why? Well, he, he killed. I read someone. it in yeah. a 
a late nineties. <laughs> I read it in a late nineties issue of Maxim. If that helps, <laughs> if that makes you feel better about it. Are you sure it wasn't FHM? Because I feel like that's more of an FHM. It might have been. Because you know how like you can tell the difference between mad jokes and crack jokes. You oh, can yeah. tell the difference between Maxim jokes and FHM jokes, and that sounds like an FHM joke. To I me. almost got a job writing for Blender. Remember, Maxim started oh, a music yes. magazine called yes. Blender. Yes, yes. and I, I wrote like to forget. I wrote an article for Cracked called the most unintentionally gay rap lyrics and it was very funny and they messaged me about it and were like we want you to write for blender and then blender went out of business so a good thing you didn't get on that boat yeah Yeah. so now i'm just a lowly podcaster Mm. all right well i'm sorry okay (laughs) def leppard greatest hits hits, guns and roses appetite for destruction tools ten thousand days days, and tools undertow okay here's where i'll here's where i'll concede undertow maybe yeah Better. So the two cheapest albums. This is what I was saying. I've never really gotten that albums, into Tool. Oh, oh. The, two, the two cheapest albums up oh. there. This is the problem with Tool fans. Is this is how they react? <laughs> yeah. No, we react uh, actually in a polyrhythm. Yeah. <laughs> you just you're just gonna staple a bunch of Alex Gray paintings up on his door tomorrow. Now, if you slow that down, you'll hear all of my arguments about why Tool is... Look, look, before you understand the argument I'm about to make, you have to do DMT and listen to all of Bill Hicks' entire discography. Which isn't much. It's true. That part's easy. It's pretty easy. You can binge that in a day. The two cheapest albums up there are Metallica's Black Album... $5.99. And Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. $5 even. I argue that those are the two best albums up there. But either way. But Undertow, okay, Undertow belongs in the argument. Undertow sure. has that sweet Rollins break in it that I could probably still recite if I really think about Nobody it. Nobody wants you to do that. We should just make If, you if I that, let you, if you, you would let me destroy myself. <laughs> Did. Before I can defeat you, I must first defeat myself. But I can seek no further, and I cannot forgive you. The only choice is to confront you, to engage you, to erase you. I've gone to great lengths. <laughs> what is happening? I don't. You I don't, don't have to pick the microphone up. I do because I have to get in your face. You don't need to do that. <laughs> to expand my threshold of pain, I'll use my mistakes against you. There's no other choice. Okay. Shameless now. Well, that was fun. <laughs> Nameless now. I'm nothing now. If you don't stop, I'm I am no one now. I'm going to do the entire. Like, but my soul must be made of iron. Because I'm naked and fearless. All right, I get to do I'm one. I'm fear and naked. When you're done with this, I'm doing one. What's happening? Suck it in, suck it in, suck it in. If you're in tin tin, ramble in. Make a desperate move or else you'll win. And then begin to see what you're doing to me. This MTV is not for free. It's so PC. It's killing me so desperately. I'll sink to the of love. Show but also rage and hate and pain and fear of self. Okay, I'm done. That's what enough. the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> I think he was doing a mustard plug. No, it's like, no. Blues Traveler, The Hook. Oh, That's, okay. Uh, oh, okay. The, well, The Hook brings you back. Yeah. And speaking of that, to... I can actually bring this all back around to Good luck. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> because there is a breakdown in the album Three Dollar yes, Bill, y'all, yes. that is a tribute to Tool. Tool. Yeah, let's, what? Yeah. Let's yeah, see. It's if, on, it's on uh, Stalemate, right? It's, no, it's no. on the song Nobody Loves Me. Nobody and we're loves about to me, listen yeah. to it. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like a really bad Tool cover band. Yeah. They, this is. A breakdown in the song Nobody Loves Me from the album Three Dollar Bill, y'all. And it is Fred Durst trying to be Maynard. Yeah, Maynard. 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 Which is funny because Rage Against the Machine actually had Maynard on there. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's so much easier 
to just do it yourself. Yeah. Also, I really doubt Maynard would return Fred Durst's phone calls at that point in time. Probably not. I don't know because he. I mean, he ended up doing a bunch of stuff with Deftones and. Uh... Yeah, but like, okay, Deftones. <laughs> you know how you have that one friend that you're embarrassed by? Yeah, he's sitting like, right to my left. But just okay, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough, but you're, but like you, okay, but you let me on this podcast, right? Uh, but then I have friends that embarrass even me. Oh, and you wouldn't let me bring that friend onto the pod. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, like Deftones are like that's the embarrassing friend that Maynard would hang out with. But then Limp Bizkit is like the more embarrassing version right, of that. Right, 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 right. Okay, does that, that makes make sense. sense? Yeah. yeah, that actually does make sense. It does. Yeah. So Here to help. When we last <laughs> left off in the Limp Bizkit story. Uh, God had just tried to kill them in a van accident. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And it didn't work. Because sometimes evil triumphs hey, over the power of good. If you want to make God laugh, start a band. Look, if Pantera, <laughs> if Pantera had just had that amulet reassembled. <laughs> so they they were signed to the record label Flip Records, which is a division of Interscope, mm-hmm. after their van, van flipped, flipped yeah. in the desert. And so much synchronicity, you guys. They got that record deal because they passed their demo to Fieldy of Corn, which we also discussed. Wait, I'm sorry. Fieldy of Corn? Yeah, Corn Fieldy. It's always been Corn Fieldy. It's yeah. been there the whole time, yeah. and I've Fieldy. just never it's right noticed there. it. It's just right there. <laughs> yeah. And their drummer children... And they're <laughs> right, okay, right. And they're and they're children. Their guitarist, yeah. the Colonel, <laughs> doesn't he legitimately have an album called Fieldy of Dreams? He does. It's, okay. it's a hip hop record. Okay, yeah. good. And if you build it, they will not come. <laughs> it turns out they will not like it. But if you pass your demo to Fieldy and he passes it to Ross Robinson, they will come. Well, what do you know? And what's crazy is it was Ross Robinson's girlfriend who listened to. This, uh, this demo and decided that he should work with them. And the demo contained three songs, Pollution, Counterfeit, and Stuck. And the girlfriend thing is surprising to me because the song Stuck should have been called This Bitch Cunt is a Whore oh, yeah. and other gender slurs. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. like Because it's just and the other most gen- misogynistic. <laughs> My favorite thing is that in the track list for $3 pod, y'all, uh, $3, oh, Jesus no, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> That's us. $3 bill, y'all. Oh, sorry. I okay. I did not mean to do that. Um, the like, there's all these songs, including "Stuck," and then the next song is "Nobody Loves Me," and it's like, I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why nobody loves you. Is it because you're a piece of shit to everyone you know in yeah. these other songs? It seems like he is. Man, I hope uh, I hope Durst listens to this episode. We'll for sure get him on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like. I mean, I do have some things to say in defense of it, but I'm going to wait on that. Yeah. Let's listen to a little bit of Stuck, shall we? I... Okay. Okay. Already, uh, I already don't like uh, it. No, that is some, like, Cypress Hill bass Yeah, it sounds like there. a Cypress yeah. Hill bass line, for sure. It's time. I came to get mine. Running through the house with my hand on the nine. Well, that's how he's rapping. I know. Yeah. The last thing I learned was the knife in hand lead to the throat. Ooh, how I can kill a man. That boy on a diet. Don't try it. Eject your ass like a looter in a riot. This is awful. It's really bad. Hey, I'm a humble man. 
it, it's this whole album is kind of just ruined by Fred Durst. It's a the band, the band is fine. Musically, it's a very interesting album. Yes, musically, they are a very interesting band with a horrifying frontman who writes horrifyingly misogynistic songs that inspired a generation. Did he just say the Chattanooga Jam? Probably. Is he, is he a vaudeville rapper? <laughs> yeah, kind of. He's, yeah. I mean, you want to play that bitch? <laughs> He's a vaudeville rapper in the sense that this is what rap would sound like in an age where black people weren't allowed to do it. Oh, you want to play that game, bitch? That's how he's okay. a vaudeville rapper. <laughs> you are. What do you know? Shout out to my boy Jim Crow! <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to get Fred Durst on yeah, this show someday. He's for sure coming on now. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Never responded to my Instagram message. I unfollowed. Unfollowed. Maybe you should have made your profile picture a station wagon. That's true. I should have. <laughs> His Instagram's all station wagons, And a, a lady skating with some children. No, sincerely, I have a question. Are we just going to listen to this entire song? Uh, I, I well, now that you've put it that way, to. we yeah. might have to. Oh, no, we won't. You want to play that game, bitch? You want to play to listen to the whole song? Game, bitch? Let's, I that's, how I, that's, how I, that's how I ask my mother if she wants to play Scrabble. You want to play that game, bitch? Yes, I do, Andy, but why do you oh, ask Andy, that way? You're so passionate. I want to see if I can... Find this part at the end. I here. love that that if that's what the the backstory of that song was was like a young Fred Durst just desperately wanting to play a board game with his mom. <laughs> she just wouldn't. Yeah. She's just like you bitch. We're gonna hear something really interesting here. Okay. Which isn't. An... What's happening? Yeah, it's like an Edie Brickell in the New Bohemian sample. What? They're playing the riff from what? Now they're not. Now they're playing a different riff. But here, listen. It's the riff from that fucking Edie Brickell song. Did you hear that guy saying in the background saying, I hate her? (laughs) (laughs) That's why they were playing it. (laughs) Probably. That makes sense. But yeah, I thought that That was a a weird sample to end up. The the Chuck Me into Shallow Water song? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it before was, I get too deep. Yeah, which is not a danger for right. Limp Biscuit. I know. They're not going to get or Edie Brickell. It was <laughs> very famously used in, in as on a song by a rap group called Brand Nubian. They had a mm-hmm. song called Slow Down that was basically just that sample of Edie Brickell. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I bet you they were at a house party, recording them like talking, and then they like that the that that song with that sampled it was on. And then that they just put Probably. that audio onto the thing. I don't know. There, I'm sure there's a lot of very specific stories for a lot of the recordings on this album. Yeah. Uh, well, well there's story. Yeah. We'll get to them. Yeah. I, I'll I feel, talk. I feel like that whole album was the precursor to podcasting. It was just like, let's get together and just fucking see what happens. You know, like I feel there like there is a lot of yeah. improvisation on the album, apparently. Right. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of their songs, if you can believe it, was just them fucking around in a room. Until oh, no, they I came up with something it. Fred Durst could, <laughs> Hold on. could drop rhymes so over. Time <laughs> out, Adam. You're telling me you want to play that game, bitch. <laughs> Do it's not something that they necessarily came up with 
prior to getting together. I happen to know right. that that line in particular Durst labored over for months yeah. trying right. to get it right. Yeah, like, you trying want... to fit what yeah. he had just said to a woman in his life <laughs> right. into a song. <laughs> Is that the game you want to play? Slag? No, no one knows slag. That's a more Britishism. I need to do it like this. <laughs> rapping and rocking. And then that's how. Yeah. Rapping, what... rocking, rocking and rapping. Rapping, rocking, <laughs> rocking and rapping. My name's Fred Durst. I'm the worst. A rapping and rapping. <laughs> oh, this oh is God. fun. If somebody listening to this is in Fred Durst's life, please play this for him when you pick him up from the airport someday. That is what I imagine is just in his head all the time. A rapping, a racking, a rapping and rocking. My name is Fred Durst, and I'm the worst. A rapping and racking. I mean, poor guy, though. Like, he's never... I don't feel bad for Fred Durst at all. <laughs> There's a part of me that empathizes because it's like, can you imagine if the, the, some of the terrible, horrifying thoughts you had and shit you said when you were like... Oh, he was in his 30s at the time, so maybe he doesn't have an excuse. Right. He, yeah, yeah. And also, oh boy, I guess he's going to have to go sit on that pile of money and well, feel yeah. bad. And here's the thing. I uh, I stayed up all night doing these notes because I took a very unfortunately timed nap and woke up at 11.30 p.m. and was like, well, I guess my my night and early morning is all Limp biscuit now. And the now I forgot what the fuck I was saying. It's, no, it's, I, I think this... This show has changed all of our lives. <laughs> Look, it changed everything for yeah, me. That's it for changed sure. everything. Everything changed. Everything was one way before we did this show. Then we started doing this show, and now I've considered cyberbullying somebody who might have a learning disability. Yeah. <laughs> that Don't bring stay that to up. the end for that. Why, stay why to the is end. this happening That'll now. be in plugs. That will be in the that plugs. That will be in my plugs. I will be plugging. <laughs> Please go bully this person. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so where are we at in the notes? So... <laughs> This album. Everyone tweet at Andy Cell. <laughs> Tell him. This album was recorded <laughs> at Indigo Ranch Studios in Malibu. Fun fact Indigo Ranch is now a sober living facility that still has a recording studio, but it's what? primarily a sober living facility now. You want to get sober, bitch? Oh my God. I, feel, I, I like <laughs> it. I, I want to. I want. I kind of want to have a relapse just so I have to go there and then record an album. I like in the to same think, place where Three Dollar Bill y'all was recorded. I like to think the building itself woke up one day and was like, "Did we just record a Limp Biscuit album? <laughs> this is fucking up. rock bottom. Yeah. We have to. <laughs> yeah, I have to get us out of this. Like, <laughs> the building's like, I gotta get my oh, shit together. I did what? Like in the the next build, the building next door <laughs> called it up and was like, I can't believe how crazy you got last night. And he's like, I did what? I, uh, and the building is like, I find, I, I feel You let Fred Durst yeah. inside you. Yeah. <laughs> and the building's like, I feel of use if I help other people. So I'm really kind of committing to that right now. <laughs> so yeah, the album title, I thought this was interesting. They were trying to keep up their their habit of making really repulsive titles. Oh. And they were Wait, thinking- do they, do they have a habit of that? I mean, other than the band name, right? Well, the band name right. and a lot of their songs and album titles and things- and I don't know, Stinkfinger. <laughs> sounds pretty. I forgot about Stinkfinger. Sounds pretty reasonable. Also, no surprise, easily the worst song on the record. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad song. Uh, but the thing about this, they so they were trying to play off the phrase "queer as a three dollar bill," thinking, yeah. "Oh, that's going to rile up the the PC side." Is that what queer as th a three dollar bill means? Because it means rare as a three dollar bill. Yeah, no, it yeah. means rare, strange, odd. Yeah. It doesn't mean gay. No. So they fucked up. 
They thought they were making a very controversial title, but also I thought it was supposed to be like, this is a weird thing that shouldn't exist. You mean, you mean, um, yeah, right? You mean the guys in Limp Biscuit aren't into like word origins <laughs> and the cultural contexts of uh, language. They're not really surprisingly no, enough. No, no Wes Borland's a huge etymologist. Huge. Really? No, he's not, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. He's like, I look like a space monkey. Doodly, 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 doodly. <laughs> then they added the y'all at the end for, and this is a quote. Extra Florida flavor. That's a quote? Yeah. Yeah. That was... I thought that was uh, uh, editorial license by you know, yours. You know, that's by, by absolutely you. Yeah. not. No. <laughs> you know, that's uh, extra Florida flavor. You can only get that at the McDonald's in Florida. Right. It's a regional thing. You <laughs> right. can't... It's the Baja Blast of Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what it, really what it is is when you say, can I, you know, it's like supersizing. Can I get a number one combo meal and can you add extra Florida flavor? And what happens is uh, they get the most racist guy in the kitchen and have him piss into your soda. <laughs> mm. Delicious. Mm, I, I taste that extra Florida flavor. <laughs> or you can just order a Baja Blast like yeah, Andy did before right. he came. Hell and piss yeah, in maybe. it. Yeah, when you yeah. told me you were coming from taco bell i should have asked for a baja blast i don't think i've ever had one oh, that's so good honestly that sounds so gross like i know it's a soda was like i should have asked for a baja blast oh that's <laughs> extra that cost back in my drinking days i used to make these things called nargaritas because they're gnarly margaritas what i'm sorry um, one more time nargaritas nargaritas yeah gnarly okay. margaritas, gnarly margaritas. you get a sure. baja blast and like the cheapest little shooter of tequila you can from the liquor store dump that in the baja blast and you're fucking good to go to disneyland mm. and i the, like it can I, you take that into disneyland with you you put it in a thermos yeah. and they don't check no yeah. oh, okay yeah. yeah you just hide stuff by the way if you go to disneyland and you see an adult with a giant thermos or a, a big <laughs> oh, they're cup drunk they're 100 percent drunk yeah. 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 Oh, yeah yeah well that'll be me i'm not I'm not going to just go to Disneyland by my. Oh, no. it's Look, a magical I, place. It's I know a, how you yeah, feel about I've, it. I went 75 <laughs> times last year. I'm I'm two and a half years now off booze. Probably my favorite times are going to Disneyland and getting hammered there. <laughs> <laughs> I just enjoyed the pageantry. So let's listen to a couple uh, songs. All right, just two. Don't okay. worry. I'm okay. Let's listen to Counterfeit. This is the song that. This is what, what this was like. What they oh, this they is, didn't they want to call the record counterfeit at some point? Weren't they just so thought that this was their lip? This was them in a in a nutshell. I could see that. Oh, we're not just listening. We're watching the video. We're watching the video. Oh, this is when uh, this is back when West Borland thought he was Marilyn Manson. Yeah. And who started the thing where the bass player and the guitarist just stare off into space like That's they don't? Korn. Did That's Korn. Corn started that? that. Yeah. Where they're looking at like in, invisible flies that are yeah. coming for them. Yeah. I and mean, they do a lot of aping of Corn's stuff here. It's also just very interesting because it's like you look at this band in this video; these guys would not hang out with each other. Nope. Ever. Under no circumstances. Unless. Like, it's like a, this is a breakfast club scenario <laughs> of like everyone, everyone at the high school that's about to be expelled. Signed sincerely, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> you see us as you want to see us. They got uh, Send Dog from Cypress Hill. Oh. Making a cameo. Coming to show his support. And you know what I love about it is that it's got the GoPro angles before there were GoPros. Yeah. And this song apparently is about how they felt a lot of bands were ripping off their style. But they're ripping off And it's everybody. like, yeah, yeah, that must feel really terrible having um, some 
group of fucking imposters come rip off your thing. You Ask rappers about it. You don't have anything released yet. Who's ripping you off? Well, yeah. they meant like local Florida bands. Okay, all right. Y'all. <laughs> you gotta throw in that Florida flavor. Yeah, yeah, Florida. You're gonna get that extra Florida flavor. I don't like that scene where the kid cuts his hair off and then they show him brushing all the hair off his shirt. I don't need that in a video. I do. I kind of like that they show the like uncomfortable reality of having to do that. Is he spray painting sure. bubble wrap? Well, this video takes a very strange turn because this kid... Oh, um, already doing some blackface for one thing, but not full blackface, so it's cool. Because he's actually dressing up as a fly. What? You get it. I don't. What, why is... Oh, because Limp Bizkit's a piece of shit. And he's going to go in. <laughs> no, I got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it, it goes from just being like a performance video to Fred Durst watching this kid transform into West Borland, basically. Future West Borland. <laughs> yeah, right. I love that, like, every Limp Bizkit song has the quiet moment. Yeah. You know? Everyone else in the I band... I hope you know I pack a chainsaw. Yeah. I'll rip your house raw. <laughs> Everyone else in the band looks like they would beat up West Orwell. <laughs> like, like, they look like... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Except DJ Lethal, who would shake him down for his lunch money. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Using his mob connections. That, uh... What's happening? Furry Kangol can't be comfortable in Florida. I mean, is the thing here about how this kid's not really a fly, so him dressing like a fly is fake? Maybe? I, I have no idea. I really cannot make heads or tails of what's happening. I can't believe I've never seen this video. I hadn't either until last night. I, there's just so much to take in, and I don't mean that in a good way. <laughs> Wow, you're a fake, Travis. That's true. I'm a counterfeit. No, yeah. no question. Counter. Okay. All right. Can we stop it? No. <laughs> we can't. Look, we tried, and they still made it. We tried to stop them. Yeah, we did try to stop this. And famously, during this period, God tried to stop it. <laughs> God tried to stop it, but I would call the local radio station here in Los Angeles, K-Rock, and I'd go, please stop. Anytime they would play a Limp Bizkit song, I was like, "You, there's so many other options. You have to stop this. So to your point about uh, about that song being about you know people ripping their sound off, uh, one, I think it's funny because every song, like lyrically, every song in this album feels like a subtweet. Like it's all. Oh yeah. Every yeah. song is like to- supreme vague booking. Like it's always like they're definitely talking about a real person or a real situation here. Um, but like in a way, it's weird because they're not being poet. The, the lyrics aren't poetic about it at all. So there's not. They're just very like blunt and dull. Right. But also completely not specific. So it's very irresponsible. Like <laughs> for like a like, like if, imagine you're a 13 year old kid, in, you know, somewhere, and you're hearing this album, and you are. By, b- completely by the band's fault, thinking that these songs are about you know these kind of abstract, broad concepts such as loyalty, right. um, uh, alienation, stuff like that, and and not understanding that there's a real world context behind these songs, you're going to just take in all this rage and apply yeah. it to your own life. And I, so there's no 
I mean, it's I, I'll I'll because you're 13 and this guy's in his 30s, right? <laughs> and I never thought I would say something like this, and I don't. I still question it. I kind of think that is the brilliance behind it because you can imprint whatever you want on yeah. it. It well, can mean yeah. any. You know that there's going to be a teenager who's angsty, and you're going to yes. be like, well. Kurt Cobain shit doesn't really make sense. Yeah. If I make it less ethereal and more like you're a counterfeit, you're bullshit, bitch. Yeah. Everybody is gonna like jump on it. <laughs> well, and yeah, I mean, I get like that's the power of art, obviously. But yeah, like, okay, well, hold on, art. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, no, no. I'm not talking. I mean, not, I'm not talking about like this here, of course. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, like being having like writing about a specific experience and having it be able to translate to everyone. Like, you know, that's what art is. That's does what expression the, is. Wait, do, does but, Eddie Vedder not want us to call him? daughter is that real or is that no no he does okay he all right okay, okay i just wanted to make he sure definitely does but okay. only if you're pulling his hair while you do it <laughs> um not to kink shame not to, did you say not to kid shame kink, or kink kink okay not to kink shame i like to get slapped in the face sometimes you know uh we all got our thing andy <laughs> i didn't know andy don't tell people that <laughs> look the thing is is that god damn it i lost my train of thought you were talking about kink shaming no before that <laughs> so yeah so it's. I like was saying that the brilliance of the the marketing brilliance of Limp Biscuit is that you couldn't print anything on it. And you were saying that's what's great about art. Yeah, that's what's great about art, but it's what sucks here. Like it's <laughs> the problem here because there's no look. There's no accountability. There's no responsibility. And just like thematically, these songs, like yeah, we were talking about like, musically, they're very interesting songs. If only by the novelty of them just throwing a bunch of shit together that right. hadn't been thrown together before in like a Tarantino fashion, surprisingly somehow with fewer N-words. Um, <laughs> surprisingly, but, you're right. Yeah, yeah like you Very would expect surprising. them. So like that's the only novel thing about them is that they've like, and, and musically, yeah, a lot of it is kind of interesting, but I, li- then lyrically... You know, vocal even vocally, I think some of Fred's yeah. stuff is very interesting. He's a very dynamic frontman. Yeah, but then lyrically, it's just all of this. Like you know how people say, like Taylor Swift only writes songs about like breakup songs about right. dudes that have done it wrong, and it's like, well, maybe you should look at yourself. It's that's here with Fred Durst. Oh, it's absolutely. Like every single one of these songs is about you hating somebody because they're a dick or whatever. But like, do you have any mirrors in your house, Fred? Like. <laughs> Do you have any it's a good question because that and when I was doing these notes last night, I, I went and watched some of Limp Biscuits later stuff. And this theme never stops. No. It's it's their shit for their entire career. It's fakes and bitches yep. and people that wronged them. And, and you don't know what it's like. And it's it's there's fine. a lot of right. that behind you know blue eyes. Yeah, but also too, the, I just feel like Fred Durst is always like, "You don't understand," and you're like, "But I do." <laughs> but I, I don't think you understand, Fred. I think you. It's time for some healing. I feel like if you could find a teenage boner from 1999 and hear its internal thoughts, it's a limp biscuit. <laughs> yeah. Right? The, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why it's irresponsible. Is because like, if you're a 13 year old kid, it, if you're a 13 year old kid, even like as late as like 19, it's okay. To like kind of feel alienated all the time and to and to feel like you're a gatekeeper of some kind of thing and all of these people are fake and phony and liars. Like that's how you feel sometimes. But then you you know, you get your twenties and you outgrow it. The problem right. is I'm you sorry, have wait, a guy on. who's this... an adult saying it's okay to feel this way to kids. I'm yeah. sorry, Andy, you can outgrow that? Because I still have that. Oh, I mean, I still have remnants of it, for oh, sure. I don't have remnants, I just straight up that's how I wake up every day. I know the things that no one else knows and I'm the best. 
Do you do the arm I motions? I do the arm motion the whole time. Are you skiing? Like you're yeah, I'm skiing. I'm jerking skiing. off to I'm really well endowed. Yeah, dude. Do well endowed ski yeah. jobs. Yeah. It's, it's called, those are called it's, ski it's jobs. Called ski jobs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's and when they come, it's called a blizzard. And if you come last, you have to eat, eat the, the other guy. You have to eat the limp snowball, <laughs> the shrimp trisket. <laughs> Shrimp Trisket. Oh. That's that's the New Orleans version of the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's listen to another really famous song. That sounds from this album to me. <laughs> sounds like too fake. Yeah. That's the big. All right, oh. honesty check. Who's willing to admit this is a pretty good cover? Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. I think it's a I think it's a really good cover. Yeah, because you have everything that works about this band going on, and none of the stuff that holds them back, and no rapping. Yeah, well, when we talk about significant other on the next episode, that's what I think makes that a not terrible album. Is Fred Durst one really kicks the misogyny down a notch? There's still way more notches to go, but he tones it down a lot. But he also doesn't rap a lot. Well, and wait, this, does West Portland have a like sabotage yeah. mustache? Yeah, he's on? wearing like a cop thing. This was when they were on the oh, Family Values yeah, tour. Um, yeah, there, there are times in Three Dollar Bill, y'all, where I think the rapping actually works. Uh, right. It's very rarely. It's, it's like there's like one or two moments where it works. This is why the band broke because it's the same reason that a, a fucking. Bar bar band does covers because you go like, oh, now I, I know this song. Yeah. I know what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. I have a place to contextualize you. I don't know if it's a good cover. It's fun. It's fun and it's of the era. Yeah. But I think it. I think this is almost kind of like Fly for Sugar Ray, where their whole album was this one thing, and then they have this stray song at the end that's completely different. And people are like, no, that we like that thing. Yeah. Keep doing more of that. Yeah. And when Significant Other comes out, there's way less rapping. And I think it was inspired by how successful this song is. And here's the thing, man. I went and saw Limp Biscuit in concert in 1999. What? Because Redman and Method Man were opening. Uh, and I was like, well, I really want to see Redman and Method Man. But also, I owned Significant Other at the time. Weird. So I was like, I'll, I'll check out Limp Biscuit. They put on a damn good show. Can I ask you a question? No. I just want to know, did you get the fuck up? <laughs> when they gave me something to break, I yeah. did. Oh, nice. But... It was, and when they played this song, it was, it, it was a fun experience to be in a packed arena with Lip Biscuit playing this song. So, do you think we're gonna live into like the weird kind of Inception thing where somebody covers a famous Lip Biscuit song and makes it a ballad? Like, is somebody gonna make break stuff? Oh, that's like, gonna like, happen. Like, you know, every movie trailer last year was like. You know, Lord esque, like smoky throated right. kind of like yeah. pop, like cover song ballad, like down tuned. Yeah, what was the one that had that Ellie, El Goul Ellie Goulding song in it? I don't remember, but there were a ton of them. Like, yeah, where it was just like, oh, this is the end of the world as we know it, or something, but like covered real slow, or like this is yeah, you know, it's just a bunch of those. And so we're gonna, I mean, it's gonna happen. You know, when Jurassic Park, yeah. some uh, very attractive Lost woman world. will cover right break, break stuff up. on a ukulele. Sure, sorry, an ukulele. <laughs> no, that's definitely happened at an open <laughs> mic in this town, like for sure, it has. Oh, I want to hear it. I don't. Uh, this album, this song almost didn't make the album. Ross Robinson did not want them to record it. He didn't want them to put it on the album. And he finally, when they 
presented him the finished version, he was like, okay, we can put it on the album. You know, did anyone tell him, Ross, that he just needed to have faith in the process and of the, uh, well, Andy did not. You like gotta that. have yeah, faith. You gotta have faith. And you gotta get the fuck up. No, yeah. No, yeah, Travis, I did not like that. You did not. Like the, <laughs> amount, the amount of just withdrawal that Andy's face did. If Andy were a turtle, he'd be totally in the show right now. Ross Robinson also bonded with Wes Borland over the fact that he didn't think Wes Borland took the band that seriously. Oh, good. <laughs> so this story has heroes. Yeah, that's a good relationship you want your producer to be forming with your bandmates in the studio. Oh, you hate this band too? Oh, yes, I'm going to quit it. Uh, We're friends now. Hourly at some point. I will quit it every hour on the hour. But the thing about Wes Borland, he also seems like kind of a shithead. He definitely seems self-important. He yeah. definitely is getting on Facebook talking about free speech right. a lot, for sure. I mean, like, I don't, I don't follow him or anything. Mm, but I like... could use a little less Borland, if you know, um, <laughs> Andy. A little less Borland. I love it. I love it. Okay, okay. That one I like. That one I like. <laughs> that one I like. But uh, this is a quote from him about the... S- <laughs> I'm going to be smiling about that all day. I just want you to know that. You just made Yay. my day. This is a quote from him about the subject matter in the lyrics, which on this album is a huge problem. It doesn't age well. <laughs> is this, oh, sorry. Is this Wes or, no, or Fred it, talking? This is Wes. Okay. It didn't age well then. Yeah. Like, yeah. After yeah. a day. It didn't exist well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is Wes Borland. The best way to get our message across is through shock value. That's what grabs people. Getting people to react by showing something negative hoping something positive will come out of it, <laughs> trying to stay in reality. <laughs> Fucking what? Like that. Hoping, yeah. hoping. Hoping. Like, that's like, if I'm a second grade teacher, and I'm like, well, I'm going to show the kids uh, videos of death squads today, <laughs> and maybe some of them will come up thinking death is bad. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to punch one of these kids in the face, <laughs> and then I'm going to hope the other kids think that punching is bad. They'll see how much bleeding's going on. And they will be averse to punches in the future. Wes is just right there just being like, he probably read that in spin when Marilyn Manson said it. I guarantee Marilyn Manson said that. In like enemy or something like that. And he was like, I'm just going to adopt that as also my philosophy because I am Wes Manson. And also uh, astounding, Limp Bizkit said the N-word fewer times than Marilyn Manson did. (laughs) Did Marilyn Manson Antichrist Superstar has it a f- couple times. And oh. there's a, on, I think Get Your Well, they gun. say it less than John Lennon, too. Well, oh. that's true. We yeah. had a whole song. And, and, oh, no, and, yeah. But Mark Twain takes the cake. <laughs> Twain! <laughs> <laughs> Remember when they shout that on $3 Bill? Y'all I know. Because you've got to help Twain! Twain! They're talking about Shania, right? Yeah. Okay. No, they're talking about the San Francisco band. Did you know that Meet Shania? Virginia. Yeah. Did you know Shania? <laughs> I think it's weird that Shania Twain's real name is Shania Clemens. That was weird for me. I didn't know. <laughs> oh, these are this is good. These are good riffs. We're doing good. I uh, believe it was Samantha Clemens. Though, Samantha, you're right. You're right. Okay. Samantha Beauregard. What was it? What was it? <laughs> Longhorn. Longmere. Longmere. Longmere Clemens. No, that's a show. Longmere. Okay. Longmere. I'm just gonna keep saying Longmere. <laughs> I don't know what he's saying. I don't, I don't know. know what he's asking I, for. Can I tell you? I think I had a stroke yesterday. Just give him his like, bottle. Like, just give him his bottle. I was talking to my wife and I just went nerf, 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 and I couldn't stop. And I don't know. And that, that's kind of. I still feel it a no, little you, bit. No, you just. It's a disease. You did have a stroke. Yeah. It's, you're just a Thundercats character. <laughs> snarf, snarf. If, oh, Andy, snarf, snarf. Why would you remind me? If I was the person interviewing Wes Borland. <laughs> 
in this instance. Would you just punch him in the face? Well, I think my follow-up question would be, well, what is your message then? <laughs> yeah. I don't if know. We hate women. If it's not yeah. fuck every woman in our life, what is the message? The message is when you don't really like the job, put a lot of LEDs by your face. <laughs> the, message is, <laughs> the message is I don't want to be here forever, so let's get rich real quick. Uh, uh, the message is, in 20 years, I'm going to be doing Salvador Dali on vacation as my motif. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen his latest get-up. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. He get, yeah, he gets into some, some fucking looks. Yeah. It's he's crazy. Like, he's got like a Hawaiian Salvador Dali thing God, Is he just on. a high school senior forever? Forever. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, that's what I love about these Limp Bizkit songs. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he, he joined you know, Limp Bizkit like right out of high school, and that's what right. trauma will do. It'll like trap you in yeah, that yeah, moment forever. Yeah. Two questions. Has he had his Hawaiian shirts phase yet? That's where he is right now. Oh, oh. That's oh, what I'm saying. He's doing Hawaiian Salvador Dali. Does he have yeah. a mustache? He has a mustache. Okay. I'm God, so he's like mixing up his spirit weekdays too. <laughs> he's not even keeping them consistent. Oh, man. I can't wait for him to get to uh, Ren Fair. Uh, no, that's definitely already happened. He's definitely had his Ren Fair period. I tried to Google West Borland Salvador Dali, and it uh, shockingly it produced nothing. I'm gonna, I'm there gonna... is this getup. What the fuck is that? That's, that's, we all know what that is. That's, that's, it looks like Kim Mitchell. Who? The Canadian, okay, never mind. <laughs> The Canadian rocker Kim Mitchell has a song called uh, Go for a Soda with maybe the best music video ever made. Okay. I'll check that out. Yeah. So while Travis is feverishly looking up West Borland pictures. Where are we at here? Promotional we're, campaign, we're, right? We're bringing it on home by talking. <laughs> we? Yeah. We're, we're about to finish up by talking about the promotional campaign for this album, which I don't know if either of you were familiar with this story beforehand. But it's actually a pretty famous and controversial story. What they did is Flip Records went to a oh oh boy oh he looks like if he looks like if Salvador oh my Dali, god he yeah. looks like if Salvador Dali was in a barbershop quartet that Rob Zombie was making a movie for. But he also has a flying V guitar with a Hawaiian scene on it. Like yeah, I said, straight all that. up, <laughs> that's the Rob Zombie part. <laughs> He's a character sketch from House of a Thousand Corpses that got rejected. Mm. Yeah. I think he's got cats on his... Uh, the, I is... don't even know. There's no point. I like it. Yeah. There's no point to actually like dig in there. Like There's no point to stand. Oh, he's got no pants that's, on. That's a lot of he's shaky ground. He's got no pants on. No pants. That whole look is just a lot of shaky ground. Yeah. I don't... Stop showing that to me. You're going to make okay. me crazy. All right. Let's finish this up. <laughs> So, no, so I didn't hear about this. Well, basically what they did, Flip Records went to a radio station in Portland, KUFO, and they were okay, like... Okay, whoa, 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 how deep does this go? Does this go all the way to the top? <laughs> they KUFO? Went to, they went to Area 51 at KUFO. <laughs> and Yeah, they're definitely... This is a, so they're Tool. They're into Tool. They struck a deal with this radio station, and they were like, if you play counterfeit 50 times... Over the course of five weeks, we'll give you $5,000. And that's technically illegal, yeah. very illegal. It's, uh, there's a name for that. Payola. That's right. But what they did is they, at the beginning and end of the song, there was a really brief message that said, this is sponsored by Flip Records. So they were basically buying ad time. And that ad was just the song counterfeit. And that's why we got to close these record loopholes. That's why we're yep. going to prevent more Limp biscuits from happening. <laughs> and 
I'm sorry, your precious snowflakes are triggered by Limp Bizkit. It's if, totally legal. Look, uh, the Obama administration started this policy. <laughs> we, we're trying to separate fans from Limp Bizkit is what we're trying to do. Yeah. If elected to president of music, well, I will make sure that there are no more payola scams. I think we can agree the Clinton administration is responsible for Limp Bizkit. I actually would say it's Tipper Gore. I'm going with Ross Perot on this one. I'm think- going Rob Zombie. <laughs> Bring it back to Rob Zombie. I'm going to go with Ross Zombie, who was uh, when Ross Perot and Rob Zombie fused together. <laughs> anyone seen Ra- the Cranberries song Zombie? Zombie. Has anyone ever seen Rob Zombie in concert? I haven't, but I would go. I, was, I would I do w- it. I would go. I've seen him several times, and he is fantastic. I was supposed in to see him with um, God with Corn actually, and I didn't go. Mm. Yeah, on Halloween I- night. I've seen. I saw him at Ozfest one year. I've seen him like four or five times. But have you seen Power Man Five Thousand? I have not, and neither has anyone else in a long time. <laughs> well, they broke up. They broke up. But that's his brother. I know. Yeah. yeah. Spider One. It's weird because they have different names. Spider One, Rob Zombie. I was like, you must have different. Yeah, they must yeah, have different. Must, looks grown different up. Fathers. Okay, Everyone knows yeah. Zombie is French for one. <laughs> oh, Zombie. Yeah. You mean Zombie? Yes. Zombie. Yeah. Spider is just ashamed of his Franco roots. He's just. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that's that's kind of the story of how this album breaks. Is they paid money to have it played a bunch on this Portland radio station. Their manager eventually called it a brilliant marketing move, and Fred Durst said it worked, but it's not that cool of a thing, y'all. He didn't add y'all, yeah, yeah, but, he, but it was implied. Yeah. It's about I, the y'alls that you don't say. It's true. It's, it's <laughs> word jazz. Uh, I think it's interesting that Fred Durst was like, yeah, yeah it kind of wasn't that cool, though, that I think. Like, if, if Yeah, Fred that was probably Durst, like 15 yeah. years later, yeah. though. And this was, okay, I'm seeing here that this was received well. <laughs> the what? the album didn't sell all that great, especially not compared to Significant Other, but the reviews of this album are not terrible. The <laughs> only the only real high profile music critic who gave it a bad review. I mean besides God who tried to kill them. God before. who tried to kill them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do and, not take the name Stinkfinger in vain. And then Rock critic god Robert Christgau actually he gave it a bad review and regularly throughout their career referred to Fred Durst as the anti Kurt. Oh jeez, oh, <laughs> uh, the Kurt who lived. Oh god, that's a that's a spicy meatball right there. So he's like the Harry Potter of rap rock, pretty much. That's yeah. cool. So yeah, that's that's the story of three dollar bill, y'all. I mean, there's a lot going on in it. It's. I still maintain musically. interesting yeah. musically. I mean, there's yeah, subject there's, matter. There's shades of just about everything that was you know out at the time. I mean, there was like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Components to it. There's Tool elements. Oh yeah. There's. I mean, there's early Screamo elements. There's you know the the uh, the obvious like Rage Against the Machine and Beastie Boys and and Tool and Cypress Tool. Hill. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of these different things going on musically in it and like uh, not all the time but often it makes for a pretty interesting i mean they took like, a lot of different styles and they just kind of counter fit them all together and made <laughs> thank you so much thank you <laughs> i will take that oh god so next episode we're going to talk about significant other oh this is really where i became more aware of the band Th- this is <laughs> I think that's the case for everyone. Yeah. The album yeah. sold 16 million copies. Yeah. 
But this was there was a lot of like Fred Durst being like, "Hey, I'm Fred Durst on MTV," and I was like, "Oh my god, I hate this guy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so you got that to look forward to, everybody. No, everybody. <laughs> Y'all, y'all, y'all have that to look forward. Yeah, it's weird if you put it in the front. You got to put it at the end. Yeah, it's better at the end, y'all. Yeah, at the end, y'all. Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's punctuation, y'all. Right. Yeah. If you start with y'all, I mean, I start with y'all sometimes, but that's not like that's that's just a gender neutral way of addressing a group. Right. Uh, If you say y'all at the end of a statement, it's like an extra. It's like a punch. It's extra Florida flavor. Florida flavor, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It's like the fit at the end of counter. Yeah. Yeah. Just a punch to the gut. Yeah. It's like the bitch at the the end of do you want to play that game, bitch. Bitch. You want to play that game, bitch, (laughs) y'all. He just keeps doing it. That's so confusing. Who's he talking to? Bitch, y'all, motherfucker. (laughs) Y'all. Ah! So... What do we have to plug before we get out of here? Patreon.com slash unpops. We really went off the rails. <laughs> We're talking about this is everything I planned. Yeah. I think this went perfect. I loved it. Next episode, we're gonna we're gonna listen to a lot of songs. We're gonna listen to some interviews. Mm. Can we listen to the songs more in brief? <laughs> I want to hear the entire. More in brief is my favorite Limp Bizkit song. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know how to look. Unlike Les Borland, West Borland. Sorry, I'm still I'm still geeking out on that. Before. <laughs> Uh, unlike West Portland, I am not super into language, so sometimes okay. I mess words up. That's all know. right. That's cool. Sometimes I West merds up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, don't have anything. Oh, no, I do have stuff to plug. Uh, go listen to anything on Starburns. I, I'm engineering most of those podcasts now. And uh, because I'm in the studio, I end up guesting on a lot can of the I, shows. So. Will, will I listen to it and be like, oh yeah, this is some Travis Clark you can, engineering yeah, it's right definitely here. Got I some sweet, the difference. It's got some sweet The way he mics the drums, <laughs> lifts them off the ground, puts a microphone underneath. He's really more of an Albini than yeah. a uh, Rubenstein. <laughs> that's, that's, you're very Rubenstein, correct. Yeah. Rubenstein. Yeah. <laughs> Rick Rube. Look, Rick I was, Rubenstein, I was thinking of the, Andy. I was thinking of the producer of Tales from the Dark Side for a minute. You know that Rick Rubenstein? He recorded with yes. a joy of cash. And that Steve Albino kid, I hope he doesn't go outside and get a sunburn. Uh, oh, well, I brought this on myself. <laughs> you sure did, Andy. Oh, Andy, you, we found out a lot about you. We we learned that you had some angsty years and that sometimes during the sex time you like to be punched in the face. I said slapped, all right? Open oh, hand. Oh, okay. open hand, okay. If you punch me in the face during <laughs> sex, I might kill myself in front of you. <laughs> That's some people's kink, too, yeah, so yeah. careful hey, what you wish for. Don't suicide shame. <laughs> don't suicide kink That's shame. for the Heart Shape Pod episodes. That's very true. That you guessed oh, on. Oh, gosh. Uh, also, too, Heart Shape Pod, go listen to our, uh, oh, yeah. I wouldn't call it a sister show. This is more like a, this is more like a stepsister to do the, we have uh, any, I know this is for a different podcast, but do we have any Unsolved Mysteries types updates on uh, on what's up with the guitar? Oh, the no. That episode, has it even, it's I don't think you put it on up yet. It goes Loves up this week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's no. It's I'll been held look. in litigation by Courtney Love <laughs> <laughs> since we recorded it. By the time this goes up, it will have gone yeah. up. But okay. yeah, I don't know what's going on with that Man. guitar. Hopefully Isaiah Silva is alive or dead. <laughs> He's the I'll sh- take I'll take it either way. He's the Schrodinger cat of fucking Kurt Cobain fans. Hopefully he's alive or dead. Hopefully one of those two If things. you put him in a box, you will not know if he is alive or dead. A heart-shaped box. A heart-shaped box. Oh, that's a good way to end Olympus. Well, you podcast. know what they say. I say it's over. We'll have his revenge on Seattle. Uh, 
I don't have anything to plug. Do I have anything to plug? I don't know. Do you have anything do to I? plug? Please tell me if I do. Uh, aren't you ghoul school? Well, yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, hard at work, along. I'm hard at work doing more recording and editing on ghoul school. Uh, so, I don't know, maybe July. What do you think? <laughs> Yeah, okay. July. July. Follow Andy on the social medias. He's uh, at Andy underscore cell cell with an you know, S. You know, the Hooters, uh, the West Covina Hooters. Sure, I'm is What is me. going on with the, the West Covina Hooters? They're following everyone on Instagram now. I don't know. What's, and they're, they're like, liking everything. Do you remember a few years ago when- Well, I feel uh, left out because I am a solid supporter of Hooters. Who of was the it? West Covina Hooters, though? Yeah, that's a good I've point. I've never been there, but they're following a bunch of comedians on Instagram now. It's like a few Maybe years ago. Maybe they're starting a comedy show. Who was it that was following? There was somebody on Twitter that was following every Tay LA. Tay Diggs. Yeah, Tay Diggs yeah. was following every LA comedian on Twitter. Maybe Tay Diggs works at Hooters I think now. He were, I think Tay he's Diggs the, is the social media manager for West. He's for, the yeah. general. No, he's the, the, the store <laughs> the manager, manager for the West Coast. He's the West Coast branch. general manager, Travis. <laughs> Tay Diggs. West Covina. He's the, he's the, he's the DM. <laughs> Sliding into your DMs <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> I would slide into my BMs. <laughs> okay. Too far? All right. On a Limp Biscuit podcast, <laughs> that was too far? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fred Durst would not approve, y'all. Oh, no. Yeah. What are you trying to do? Shock people into hoping something good will happen? Actually, what I'm hoping is if I say enough terrible things, people will- Some good will come Remember to like and subscribe us on uh, on uh, iTunes, iTunes or wherever. Yeah. Remember to review us with the word dank in your review. <laughs> to win a copy of the book Limp Biscuit by Colin Devinish. We still got them. Yeah. They're right back here in storage behind me, <laughs> along with Everybody Loves Our Town. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which we will read someday. 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 All right. Oh, I will plug this. I actually like the song Indigo Flow at the end of this album. Because <laughs> That's it's what like. You, wait, you're plugging an album that came <laughs> out 17 say, years I'm ago? Plugging, I'm plugging my personal appreciation for the earnestness and sincerity of the closing track from. Uh, I think that's a song that they just let them like. It's like they're endless nameless. They were just fucking around in the yeah, studio. Yeah, they were just fucking that. around and like just thanking everyone that helped them. And it's really hilarious and yeah. heartwarming to hear Fred Durst go, everybody in corn, we love you, or whatever they <laughs> say. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a feed the world, kind of, you know, one of those when we do the big everybody get together and solve yeah. a problem kind of thing. You're like, and everybody listening, we just want to say thank you and Merry Christmas to everybody <laughs> from Limp Bizkit to corn. With love. <laughs> so those are my plugs. <laughs> That's a good plug. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Andy, say goodbye. Oh, yeah. Bye. Travis, say goodbye. Bye, y'all. Goodbye, y'all. We love you. Bye.